a second podcast episode for the day. A completely different tone than the first one. A lot of content today, just like uh, just like on Saturday. So much to do. Got me summer bear. Barefoot at the beach. Festival of the Nina Rap of the weekend of Jeep Fest. Um, a lot of content to get to today. Uh, this episode will include a guest. I met when she was much younger. Um, another radio station, another morning show, a couple of morning shows uh, ago. She's out in L.A. now, but she's a Grand Rapids native. Uh, Callie Bevier is back in town with some new music, and she's here to perform Friday night at Pride. So we'll be together again after this. Um, I'm co-hosting with Bethany and Alex and Deja for the return of the Friday night party, the kickoff party for Pride, which leads into the big parade and all the festivities afterward, the drag brunch on Sunday. So let's welcome her back now, and she's got another person with her, one she cares about very much. It's good to have her back in the studio face-to-face, and we'll get to some new music here as well. Let's welcome back for the first time in how many years since you've been home? Well, I actually was home last September um, for the... um women's golf tournament the Solheim that was a big deal yes Uh, Kelly Bevier is back everybody with with husband in tow would you like to introduce me yeah this is my husband uh, Scorch he goes by Uh, we've been married for like two years we actually came here mid pandemic and got married in my parents side yard Um, so that was pretty cool so we've just been making a lot of music together nice to meet you good to meet you I, I just know you from from the gram yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much. Yep. He's we're getting around now. This is gonna be our first time like going around and doing stuff together. So, so it's y- nice. You were back here for the Solheim Cup. Were you performing, visiting? Yes. I sang the national anthem. How did I miss yes. this? There was a lot going on. Well, I'm also terrible at social media. So. Mm. Mm, there's that. Maybe I have not seen a lot of your stuff lately. Right. And I didn't know if that was just me or the algorithm. I'm working my way up in the algorithm. I have noticed. Like I've been posting more. I've been getting more engagement. So, yeah, I've just been trying to connect more with the people who support me. How how much how much does it feel like it's part of your job? And how taxing can that be when you just want to make music and be creative? Well, I feel like for a little while, like it was feeling like a separate part of the job. So I had to just kind of reframe it and be like, okay, like at the end of the day, I want to share the things that I'm creating so now like you know if I record a little video or if I'm just doing something it's just like I, I want to share this you know so yeah. that's definitely helped it is it is part of the job like you have to do it in this these days you know but what's life like for you out in where in Los Angeles are you yeah. how long have you been out there now probably like five to six years I don't know exactly but it's been fun. I like that. I've definitely gone through little ruts where I'm like hating it, but that's just because I'm kind of like losing a little bit of like passion sometimes. But then once I find it and dig back into it, I just love it. And I've been collaborating with a lot of different producers now. Um, finally, I'm to the point like the pandemic definitely gave me time to really learn how to write my own songs. Mm-hmm. So that's been awesome. So I've just been writing a ton, recording a ton, and. Um, yeah. Tell me about how you learned how to write the songs. What was different from what you were doing to what you're doing now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I first moved out to LA, like I'd never had really written songs before. And I had my manager put me in with a lot of different uh, co-writers, people who 
you know, have been writing for years and mm-hmm. years. We write hundreds of songs a year. And um, so it was it was cool to be able to watch their process and how they write, how they, you know, fit melodies and pockets and syllables and all of this stuff and whatnot. So I pretty much just learned from working with a lot of different people. And then now it's to the point of, okay, what do I want to say in my music? Because, you know, you're when you're co-writing with people, you, you have both sides. You're telling them their story. They're putting their perspective into it or my story. They're putting their perspective onto it. Um, but now it's mainly about okay, what do I truly want to say? What am I? What am I putting into my music? So How old are you now? I'm 22. 22. Mm-hmm. And when you were first doing this, and you got out of Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. right? You were 15, 16. 16 like yeah. you were a completely different person totally. now. You're, what were you? What were you writing about then? What do you right. enjoy writing about now? Like. Married yeah, life. Right, exactly. Like, I think then I was kind of afraid to be vulnerable with my audience and really open up about what I was feeling in fear of just being judged or being seen as maybe like too sad or too angry or whatever. And now I've, because I think a lot of after my whole cancer fight, it was very much okay. Like, I am this very inspirational, young, positive person. And now I've been able to really like dig into more like this is what I'm actually feeling and these are the feelings that I'm going through because I didn't ever like focus on how I felt when I was going through my whole fight and obviously now like the whole love story and even before when we first started dating we would get into fights like I would not want to write about that I would not want to tell anyone about that stuff and now it's just like my music is my journal in some way and it's okay anything how'd you guys meet we met through a friend. A mm-hmm. friend kind of like set us up. I didn't think she was going to reply. And then later on the week, I, she followed me on Instagram. Like, okay. And then we met up that, that weekend. Yeah. And dad approved the whole time? I did. Good. Good. Um, <laughs> what, what is what you are a working couple. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've heard some, like we all have, like disasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, working together can be can be the worst thing. Maybe it can be the best thing. How do you guys navigate it? I, I love it. I know sometimes we get into like little arguments because we are very comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of good to know each other because we could know, hey, you're tired or I'm tired, whatever. And then we take a little break and, and whatnot. But I mean, honestly, overall, it's it's great because we know each other. So it's right. very easy to like vibe off of each other when we just if we just start playing. Someone wants us to play. It's easy. just to. When did you each know? When was the moment? When was the aha moment? Like, I'm down with this person. This is this is kind of soulmate ish. Um, like first day. First <laughs> yeah, the day I picked her up. We literally car. we've been together almost every day since. We met. How, how how much did covid wear on you for probably the good as we were all cooped up together like the post malone song Mm -hmm. we got therapy (laughs) good yes good so yeah i mean definitely i think i I think all relationships definitely need some sort of communication you know lessons in some way i think we all were raised very differently at the end of the day and all have different ways of communicating so i think that's the biggest thing i'm a big advocate for therapy a lot of my music these days is about mental health and stuff so my uh, my my best friend Alex is about to get married, and they are going into therapy because they, they 
he kind of needed it. She's in it. She's one of my great mental health friends. That's why we get along so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they wanted to do therapy before they got married. And it's nothing to be ashamed of. It, no. it can only arm you. It's like it's like you're preparing for a boxing match exactly. or preparing practicing to sing the national anthem. Mm-hmm. You want to have the skills so that you can be successful. And sometimes you need some outside help. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What What have you learned about yourself, Callie, from therapy? Um, definitely just how to, um, kind of understand someone else's side of, you know, an argument or whatnot. And also just understanding like why I'm feeling certain ways and just really like taking a second to step back. I think I was, I'm very much a hothead and can like react very quickly. So it's definitely helped me with stuff like that. And just also just knowing like, it's okay to feel the way you're feeling, but like, what are you going to do after those feelings come out? Um, I call you Scorch. Yeah, okay. Sean Scorch. I love it. Okay. Um, what What have you learned? Were you Did you ever do therapy before you guys got together like this? Mm-hmm. Um, tell me some of the things that you've learned. Yeah, um, I think mainly part of it is understanding the why behind things, uh, especially with my family. Like we would do stuff, you know, for years, and we never knew why. And right. Th- I think going to therapy it was good to talk about and mm-hmm. start just have like you said, it's good practice and a good foundation to keep building on. I've. Uh, in the last couple of years, actually, like not that long ago, I, I'm I kind of get over some of the buzzwords. Like I'm done with self care, yeah. um, and I came across something not that long ago, and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Mental health hygiene, um, and I thought of it like we. A lot of my friends that have come to me or people that know me because I. I I like to think I'm the biggest mental health advocate here. So people cool. will often reach out to me, and they ask me to point them in the direction of somebody and good and bad you know Mm -hmm. the silver lining of COVID is more people are willing to address their mental health the problem is a lot of practitioners and professionals are booked up for six Mm -hmm. months so I've started to tell some friends it's like treat it like a dentist just make the appointment now because they probably can't get to you for months and if you got to cancel it because you're doing fine when it comes around so be it give it to somebody else but we could all kind of like we go to the dentist to, exactly. to get that polishing there's no reason we can't polish our mind and emotions as well yeah I think uh, mental health gets has gotten neglected for so long and there's so much generational stuff built mm-hmm. up and I think I do think right now a lot of people are becoming more aware of that and like breaking those you know cycles so it's really cool to see what's uh like outside of like work stuff like what's LA life like what is LA like oh, everything's work Beautiful. stuff pretty much I think <laughs> anything we do is trying to help us grow in um, this, the music scene um, what's that like you're, you're older now you mm-hmm. grasp it more this has been a like a big part of your adult life mm-hmm. um, does do the business aspects of it ever get you down have you learned to play the game a little bit I, so much. yeah I think <laughs> Sean has definitely also helped me um, kind of integrate everything and he also is a lot more business minded so he's helped like with all of that I would say I think the hard part too is like we're splitting our energy so much like a lot of times we just want to write music and mm-hmm. like better our skills at guitar better our skills at writing but a lot of times it's like well now we have to figure out distribution we have to figure out the marketing of things mm-hmm. and then we have to you know talk to this person about it um, when you know in reality we just want to be in the studio making right. music or performing it. so does anybody who are you working with is there a management company is there an agent is it please don't, is it just you two it's once they listen to a song we'll see who calls it. Yeah, yeah let me put my number up no yeah it's just us right now um, and then obviously we're working with like producers and we collab with some visual artists but when it comes to like putting stuff out it's literally just us figuring everything out 
I I don't use Spotify, my pay service. I know this goes against what I do, Mm -hmm. but um, I I do satellite radio. Mm -hmm. So obviously I don't hear your stuff. How are your, I'm sure you get asked this by people who might want to sign you. How are your Spotify streams? How are your TikTok followers? How are your YouTube streams? Oh my gosh, TikTok. Let's not talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) You're too young to say that. I know. I'm trying to get there. I've made a couple pretty well edited videos. And like the better I get at it, the more like I want to do it. So we're getting there. Go follow me. So I have more of a reason is that what is that what is asked that that has to be what's asked of you guys when you're out and oh my gosh it's not yes. even it's not even that i'm sure you have both you both both are very sweet people but i'm sure you have said some pretty awful things that you don't want your your parents to hear mm-hmm. when you're like these person these people have zero musical talent but they made some video something went vi- the young gravy stuff is complete that. garbage oh right my now. God. My mom, she says the same. But it's catchy as hell. I'm right. sure that's really aggravating. It's so. Yeah. So how do you navigate all that by one trying to be potent on social media, but also make good stuff and stay stay uh, true to who you are? I think it's expectations too. Like yeah, like uh, do the best that you can, post whatever you can. But it's also just like setting those expectations. And I don't want to say I've necessarily lowered my expectations, but in some ways I have. And I've realized like I do have a core group of followers and fans that have been with me for super long time. And even if I get like 200 likes on a video or a photo, and it's those core fans, like I'm happy with that. There's an old philosophy, and I don't know if it's still relevant in the world now because this is pre the nuclear age of, of TikTok and everything, but they would say that like, if you have a thousand true fans, mm-hmm. you can make something out of something. Exactly. And, and if you super serve those 200 people, those 200 will become 202 and then it's exactly. a contagion effect. That's what we've been getting into too, is like Web3 and NFTs. And they talk a lot about that. Just have the hundred, you know, true fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and going back to like uh, Young Gravy, I think his mm-hmm. name is. I find that, uh, inspiring because it's so free you know whether people like it or not it's like they're doing their own thing Confidence. no matter what yeah. and so going back to mental health is just getting rid of those like stigmas or uh, what's it called like expectations yeah. Like, too, yeah expectations and just doing it tell me more about your NFT and Web3 stuff because I think you went down the path of my understanding of it so tell me your definition of it um, is pretty much digital asset that you could own it's a market yeah, a digital asset that you can own, On and that blockchain. could be anything. Uh, so if I take a picture of it, you know, it's not like sometimes you, photographers spent a lot of time studying that, or musicians spend a lot of time with our craft, and you know, the paid of a stream is point zero zero one of a cent. Yeah, and you're not gonna pay your bills with that. No. Um, and so with an NFT, let's say somebody buys our NFT and it's point one ETH, you know, whatever that is at that at at this point. You know, that goes straight to us or whoever worked on the music. It's not the big label taking a big chunk of that. Mm-hmm. I I don't scoff at anything unless it's completely ludicrous. Although I did hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, this sounds insane. Like somebody's going to redo this number. Uh, the average age. You guys, CW, the network, mm-hmm. you familiar with it? Right. Yeah. Um, what, the average age in this story of the CW view, viewer is 58 years old. Wow. That can't be right. Like I can't. I, mean, so, I don't know. <laughs> so that means like uh, like a great grandfather left it on with like an infant. But I don't know. So I don't scoff at anything. So I've tried to to, to listen and learn about NFTs. Mm-hmm. The Web three stuff intrigues me, um, and some some cynic pointed it out. So basically, we were all going back to AOL chat rooms, like our little <laughs> silos of groups, because Web one was was that we were all waiting and hoping that our parents didn't didn't. 
I was hoping my parents didn't pick up the phone. You had high speed internet, um, and then we all we all became Facebook people, and that was the platform. And now we see that it's awful. They take all our info and all the other problems with it. We're going back into our it's a Cali. Cir- it's a Cali circle. Exactly. Yeah, we, I saw it, call it Cali's cult. I like <laughs> cult's not a great thing. Can we call oh, something else? Come on, it's okay. It's okay. I was raised in one, so Bevier's beauties. I'm gonna own it. Well, maybe. No, no, no. No, no, no. Um, Cali's cult. <laughs> What uh? What's spru- what's? Did you come? Did you come back just for? Cause you're doing Pride stuff Friday I'm night, right? Doing Pride, yeah. Way to follow up with that. But yeah, I'm doing Pride. <laughs> it should be fun. It just sounds wrong. I don't know. But yeah, I'm super excited about Pride. First Pride since 2019 in Toledo. Yeah, 20, 2020 was wiped out last year. I don't know if you know, but it was. I heard it was a ticketed event, which was very unusual. But they wanted to get it out there and. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. this, maybe from afar, but we have some pretty big events here. Um, we've got our Coleman race opening day, mm-hmm. um, which you should, never should have been at. You were too young. What is it? Opening day with the Mud Hens. Oh, 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 okay. okay. Uh, the the Pride Parade is a big deal. It's yes. like a top five event. So what are what are you? Are, I forget. Are you Friday or Saturday we're night for Friday. Pride? Friday. Okay. What time? Uh, eight to eight twenty-five. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to do a small set, or like, not small, but it's going to be 10 songs, one cover, the rest are going to be all originals. Really haven't performed these in front of a crowd before, some of them aren't even out, so we're just, ex- I'm just excited to like, you know, perform it in front of a group, a community that I know I truly mesh with, and uh, obviously it's in Toledo, so it's going to be, it's going to mean a lot to me, so I hope everyone really enjoys it. Did, uh, did you come back just for that, or are you coming back to see family, or... Mm-hmm. Not just for um, that. Just for that mainly. And then, like, my dad helped set up a lot of different things. We're going to go around and perform at some children's hospitals. Yeah, tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we're going to be performing in Flint. Uh, we're going to be performing in Ann Arbor. Uh, Toledo at Children's. Yeah, at Mott. Yeah, so I think we're just going to do, like, I don't really have a full idea. I'm just going to go feel it out. Maybe a couple songs, see how the kids are, and just go from there. Maybe Good. just hang out and chat. Well, yeah. thanks for doing that. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure, I mean, I'm it sure. means a lot. Uh, let's go all the way to the beginning. I think one of the things, you know, this where there was appeal with you is, uh, appeal with you is you're, you're a cancer ass kicker. Yes, I am. Um, what is everything good with that? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, I, everything. I hope. I mean, I haven't been to the doctors in a few years, just because. You would say that in front of your dad. I mean, my parents aren't around to set my appointments up, so I'm just like. I do you have health do. insurance? I do. Good. 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 <laughs> Get your ass to the doctor. I know. I know. I know. It's funny you said that about the dentist because we literally just sent a dentist appointment yesterday because my mom was like, "You're never gonna be able to get in the dentist. It takes so long." <laughs> She's right. Cool. She's right. It took like one week. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, no, you have you have better dentist than Sean. Uh, is this your first time here, Sean? Uh, no, we've been. You here came a back times. during COVID. Yeah. What do you think of our little area in Northwest Ohio? I like it. It is for you. Can say you don't like it. It's totally. <laughs> where are you originally from? I'm originally from Mexico. Where in Mexico? A city, big uh, city, a yeah. massive city. Right, right, right. Does. There are more people in LA than Mexico City, right? I don't think so. I it's, think there are more people in Mexico than tell me, in LA. Have you, have you been to Mexico? Is your family still there? No, no, no. Right now they're in Florida. Yeah, we're yeah. in Florida. Naples, Florida. Nice place. Yes. Good place to retire. Yes. That's, that's where all it. the CW viewers are. All the old <laughs> people. <laughs> Full it's just a big retirement home. Do you ever go back to Mexico or Mexico City at all? Uh, not yet, but it is in the in the works. We, she has to meet my family. My mom is one of 12 and my dad's one of eight, so we have a yes. pretty big family. You better there. make some money because those are a lot of Christmas gifts. Oh, yes. yeah. I think I got it. When did you leave Mexico? Uh, when I was 12, I want to say, or 11. Where'd you go? Mm-hmm. Florida. Florida? Yeah, I went to Florida. How'd you In Naples? Yep. 
How'd you want, and where was your path after that? Uh, after that, uh, luckily, I got an internship out in L.A. Um, that was in 2018, and then I met her the month after I was out there. Uh, and then, you know, once I met her, I was like, I want to do music, want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of just shifted over to yeah. music. Excellent. Glad it's worked out. Yeah. Um, how much going around this area have you done? How much have we done? Where'd you take them? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, we haven't really been around too much. We always okay. like stick around like Grand Rapids. I feel like we gotta hit the museums and stuff. I feel like the, I love the river. The river is really we, great. It's kind of cliche. I don't know if her dad has told you this, but we do have really nice metro parks here. Like mm-hmm. our our metro parks are beautiful. They have been invested even in even more so since you've been gone. Um, as a transplant, I'm originally from Philadelphia. I've spent a lot of my life here in the Midwest, though. Um, if I put you, if she blindfolded you and put you in our art museum, you wouldn't know if you were in some beautiful place in Europe, or you would probably think you're there. It's a great place. So nice. I'm not saying you have to go, though. Well, her dad was talking about it, so I feel like we have to go. Yes. Don't take them for hot dogs, please. No. no hot dogs. Oh, we love, we like go to Home Depot for hot dogs. I've heard the Home Depot <laughs> hot dogs are legit. <laughs> but Last time I was on the radio, I was a vegan. Now I'm going to Home Depot for hot dogs. Like, good. What are uh, What are some places you guys like to eat out there? Oh my gosh. We have like our favorite places, like uh, hot chicken. Tacos. Oh yeah. Hot we chicken. And then there's this place called Via's Tacos. We, they, we, they started delivering door to door during the pandemic. And then they got a little bigger. They started cooking out of their grandma's backyard. So you just go line up by their fence, whatever, pick it up. And then now they're finally like, they have like a little place by a bar on the street. So they're slowly building up. Finally, they got money for brick and mortar, but it's so good. It's so good. The, uh, do you eat in and out burger? No. Okay. No. It's not. It's not. What Honestly, it, I'm a Burger King gal. Really? Yeah. She Whoppers. loves Whoppers. <laughs> yep. You, you can take the girl out of Grand Rapids. Yeah. You can't take yeah. Grand Rapids out of the girl. Yeah. Um. Do you guys want to play a little bit acoustically? We'll drop that on the podcast here. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. okay. Prescription is coming out on August 17th. So yeah. Here we go. Everything goes white I can feel the breeze Euphoric delight mm-hmm. Only you and me Pour your honey sickly sweet Keeps me coming, got me weak You could kill me, I'd still be Darling, you're number six feet deep Oh, it's real hard to break this habit It's like I want you 24-7 When I'm without you, boy, I feel sick Think you look better than my prescriptions Nothing feels as good as you do if you ever leave, I'll be real sad Let's both hope that it don't get too bad Pour your honey sickly sweet Keeps me coming, got me weak You could kill me, I'd still be Darling, you're number six feet deep Oh, it's real hard to break this it's like I want you 24-7 When I'm without you, boy, I feel sick 
think you work better than my prescriptions Everything goes white I can feel the breeze uh, Oh, it's real hard to break this habit It's like I want you 24-7 when I'm without you, boy, I feel sick Think you look better than my prescriptions Woo! That's that Um, did, when people hear that, did they say that this reminds them of the uh, Numb Little Bug song? Numb Little Bug? Do you not know that song? I don't know that song Callie! Well, at least I know I'm not, like, ripping someone off. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, it's, it's all about her pills and how they make oh. her feel like she wants to die, but she doesn't want to. Like, yes. I, I have, you know, guys don't do lyrics. I have, I heard that song the first time. I was like, oh, my God, was she in my kitchen medicine cabinet? <laughs> it's well, honestly, that song originated from a random word generator because we were like, let's try, like, a little exercise. And then the word ended up being prescription. And, like, I personally have never been prescribed medications, but um, Sean had had medications, and he actually didn't like the way they made him feel, like, at all. You can speak for that. Side um, effects suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't drink, and so they made me feel like I was drunk, and it was just, like, an immediate, like, hey, take this pill. Um, what was what was the med? I don't I don't it remember. It was like an antidepressant or something like that. But I was just glued to the couch. I didn't want to work out. Didn't want to make music. You were probably so. I had something like that when I took uh, Abilify and Lamictal. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time they gave me Abilify, I went to the gym right after, and they didn't give me any good guidance. And I don't. I guess I knocked the psychiatrist a little bit, but it felt like the weights were lifting me and I was super drowsy. Mm. And those two medications together, I remember every day I needed to go have a massive Dunkin' Donuts at three o'clock in the afternoon or else I'd fall asleep at my desk. And I never considered that it was the medications. Mm -hmm. My last one, I've been on a lot. Uh, Cymbalta. uh, I just thought it was getting 40, getting older, and I was tired, didn't get enough sleep. I changed. I came down off that Cymbalta, just uh, adjusted it a little bit, added something else in, like that. I'm a new person. I went from wanting to sleep, wanting to sleep 12 hours a day. Now, if I get six hours, it's a lot, and I'm good. So that's awesome. So I, for it's anybody, good that you found something that works. And if you, I'm, I'm telling you this, like I tell everybody else, if you ever need to get on this stuff, um, they they can help. You just have to find the right one and it can be very frustrating getting to that point. Mm-hmm. But once you do, you can literally feel like a new person, like you've gotten your life back. Totally. And that's yeah. like, I think, like I don't think either of us are advocates for or against and I know so mm-hmm. many people help so many people and some people, they choose to take like natural routes and whatever. It just... Yeah. I tell people when I do my talks, um, whatever works, work. don't mm-hmm. swap one negative vice for another one. Right. But if... If putting peanut butter on your earlobes puts you in a good place, then. I would not do it around my dogs, <laughs> but you do you. Do what feels good. Just don't mess with anybody else's life. Yes, exactly. In, in the UK, they prescribe like social groups, like, hey, go hang out with people. Go get like, friends. Like, they prescribe you friends. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Uh, but I think that's something that, you know, we could try here or prescribe like, hey, go to the gym, eat healthier. And that would. It's hard to do. There's this tweet people. that all I, I bring it up all the time. It's like, it's 
really sucks that working out and eating healthy actually works. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Um, it's like what we've all been saying for months now. Nobody wants to work. No, nobody ever has wanted to work. No, right. We just want to sit around and do creative things, exactly. right? Do you remember um, when you used to come visit the old morning show, the skinniest good looking black guy with the long hair Philip yes he lives in the UK now okay. not skinny anymore often naked on, on on Instagram okay yes so what is that happy he's very he loves he met a guy on the internet uh, and they went and got married now awesome. he lives over there now awesome. so I, I have somebody to text him up early in the morning but it's always interesting to hear from him like how different the customs are and how things they do there might be idiotic he'd mm -hmm. like to do certain things the American way but also vice versa as well yeah so I'm glad that you've gotten to get out of where you grew up um, many people around this area have not. We stay in our, our silos and our little groups, and I'm glad you've totally. gotten that perspective. It makes you a better person, right? Um, I think I think you grow in different ways. Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily better. I think you can. Gr I think I could have been a worse person at the end of the day. It just depends on what you focus on, what your intent is. And, and honestly, coming out here, I've every everywhere we've gone, I'm like, dang, like everyone's so nice. They so, are here, yes. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think I've just grown. I've just grown. When you meet people from the East Coast out in L.A., are they still assholes? From the East Coast out in L.A.? Oh, I, no, I mean, okay, I don't, good. I think that, I honestly think people from the East Coast are very nice. You you and I have a very different definition of nice. Or you I have met some very kind East Coast people. I guess just kind people. And everyone I talk to out in L.A., I'm say, if I say I'm from Ohio, they're like, oh my God, I have like, my friends from Ohio, they're all so sweet. So, mm -hmm. we have a good rep. Good, good, good yeah. to know. Uh, Sean, Callie, good to see you. Good you to meet too. you. Thanks for the visit. Great to yes. I'll see you again on Friday night. Okay, cool. Um, they have they have rallied me to co-host with some of my friends. So, um, do you know any of our drag queens? I literally don't know any of the queens, so okay. I need to get in there and Floyd, meet everyone. Floyd Deja okay. is one of my longtime friends a long time ago. That friend Actually, Pillow. I know Bob, I think. Who's Bob? No, not, not Bob. That's a big drag queen from like... Never mind, I don't know. We have some good ones. We okay. have some good ones. And Floyd Deja is one of the best. Floyd. One of the okay. best. Friday nights is... You've been to the Friday night thing before? This? No. I came to Pride like a while ago, like maybe 2017. And... Had to leave by 9 o'clock? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's, a, it's a blast. It's a great yeah. time. Um, it's going to be wild with the being back this year. The parade's going to be bonkers. so be awesome. Welcome home. Oh, yeah. I'm also going to be performing uh, just with Nicole at Arctic Clam on Saturday. So that should be fun, too. Do you know Nicole at all? I do know Nicole. I've performed with her a ton of times. I used to, because my dad were uh, bartending at Cock and Bull. So mm -hmm. I used to go down there because I could get in, perform with her. She's been a great friend and mentor through everything. And is so. now a judge since yeah, you left. Exactly. Like, the Honorable twist, Nicole. I never would have thought, but she's awesome. I freaking yep. love her. Thanks for the visit. Thank okay, you. yeah, thank, thank you. you. For us.